Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I am so excited today to have a completely different kind of guest today. Today, we've got Christian Buck, who is a performance consultant for athletes at big colleges like um, Yale and Harvard and uh, just a really, really long list of qualifications. And what Chris has done is he's written a book and developed academies on how to build on successes and, and increase motivation and abilities for students. So Chris, say hi and just tell everybody a little bit about who you are and how you got to doing what you're doing. Sure. Thanks for having me, first of all. I am a performance and executive coach. I work with student-athletes, athletes, athletes uh, teams, and executives on improving their, what I call their game, raising their game by using sports psychology concepts and techniques. So for the first 11 years of my career, I was on uh, Wall Street. I traded in the pits of the American Stock Exchange, hmm. trading derivatives, and um, sort of got to a point uh, sort of post 9-11 where um, I just wasn't congruent with what I wanted to do. I felt like I was taking and, and not giving. And um, so uh, I went in 06 and got my master's in, in sports psychology. And then since then, um, I've been working, um, I'd say 50% of my time with student athletes on improving their grades. Over time, uh, when I was coaching, I saw there were a number of uh, athletes who wanted to get recruited but they didn't have the grades necessarily to get um, into the schools that were recruiting them. One in particular was Yale, mm-hmm. and um, he had he had pretty decent grades. He had about a three three, but uh, but couldn't get in, um, even though the the coach really loved him. And you know, I started working then on helping kids um, improve on the field and, and the mindset and set goals. And you know, our, our track team won the first uh, state championship in in uh, sixty years. Uh, every day we would talk about their goal and what is it and, you know, did, did mm-hmm. we get closer to that every day? And so I decided that this can just be applied to school because it's performance. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I mean, athletes, uh, they know how to work hard. They do it on their own. You don't have to beg them to go to the um, – well, some of them. Uh, you don't have to beg to go to the um, weight room or, or in the off season or whatever it is. And so I figured, well, let's take that athlete's mindset and just apply it to school and start treating school like a sport. And, you know, the improvement at the time was the average person came to me with a 2.8 and left with a 3.5. So, you know, it wasn't like tutors. I don't know anything about chemistry. Um, But it was finding that motivation to get it done. See, that's that's what we're after because everybody can use an improvement in motivation and they think they can't do it. So how do you work with the teens doing that? Well, the, the individuals, I would say, uh, teams are going to be a culture-based uh, type uh-huh. thing. But uh-huh. the team, the individuals are going to be – it depends. So I have five different types of student-athletes. Uh-huh. And I came up with those five after about five or six years of seeing some common characteristics with, with the individuals I was working with. And I would say I've worked full-time with over 150 uh, by now. Mm-hmm. And – those five types are the workhorse, the rookie, the spectator, the natural talent, and intellectual. And the workhorse is the one that we know what we know what it looks like, right? We we can see it. They work hard. They go early. They stay late. You know, they put time in in the gym or whatever it happens to be improving their skills. Mm-hmm. For them, we just want to take that mindset and apply it to school. 
It's just another way to perform. Now, it's not as fun. You know, I understand that. Yeah. But when they start putting all their effort into one quiz, like it's um, a game or, you know, a test is like the state championship, or mm-hmm. they look at the teacher as almost the opponent, right? Like you're not going to, you're not going to win. You know, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to beat you in this little quiz that we have here. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, it's already inside them. They already mm-hmm. do it. So we don't have to change who they are. Um, the rookie is, could be similar to uh, a workhorse, but they just don't know the rules. An example I use is uh, one of the um, students I was working with in Massachusetts. He's, I, I texted him, how the quarter end up? And he said, really great, B minus average. And he, he didn't understand that that's not going to get into the schools that he wanted to go to. So he, th- he didn't know. It, it's, it uh-huh. wasn't his fault. He just uh-huh. he didn't know. And so the rookies need to be shown the ropes. And that's usually your freshman, sophomore yeah. um, in high school. And I only work with, by the way, I should state that uh, freshman or, or older because uh, it, some of these things are a little more complex than you know a sixth grader could really understand. Yeah. Um, the, the, um, spectator is the one that's on the sidelines, just watching life go by and they neither, they don't care if they fail or succeed. They're just sort of going through the motions. And what I talk about with them is they have no personal vision. They, they don't, there's no reason to go to school other than they have to. Mm -hmm. And if we can create a personal vision of where they want to go, what they want to do, What's the life they want to live? Then they can start fighting for it. An example I give is, you know, if, if um, you say you take a teenage boy and say, look, your parents are having a party, <clears throat> excuse me, and they want you to clean up the kitchen and, and the, you know, living room. Mm-hmm. Well, on a scale of one to 10, how hard are you going to work on that? Probably about a four, I would say, maybe less. But if 12 girls are coming over, how hard are you going to work? And, you know, that's always a 10, you know, that's where we have a joke about it. But it's true that if they want to do it, they'll put the effort in. Yeah. And that's the key with the spectator is, is trying to find a way and be creative to get them to work on their own. And that's by inspiration and visuals and some future identity that they can fulfill. Mm-hmm. Um, the natural talent is the most interesting one I did not see coming. Um, they are the ones that are just God-given talent. They can play any sport. Uh, it's very easy. But when they, let's say they focus in, and one in particular that I had was uh, number one player in the country for high school lacrosse. And he, it was the epitome of the natural talent. And whenever he went and practiced, he was just playing. He was having fun. He was being creative. He's just good at it. So if he didn't know how to do math, mm-hmm. he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Because that, it was, he didn't know how to work. He knew how right. to play. It looked like yeah. work. But yeah. he was just playing. So our emphasis became much more of a Carol Dweck um, growth mindset. You know, let's learn how to work hard to get you to succeed. And one of the things that I wanted him to do is work hard in the weight room. And that was an easy way for me to say, look, if you're going to play college and you're going to play at the highest level, you need to work hard and understand that that's going to be expected of you. So mm-hmm. we started with that and then moved that into the classroom stuff. Um, so you started with practical things that he already knew about and then built on it towards the classroom. And I would say more than practical, yeah. it was uh, tangible to him. He could see it was tangible. the benefits. Yeah. You know what uh-huh. I mean? He, he understood, oh, yeah, okay, I, I know I'm going to need to do that. So, you know, I, I, can, I, I should start. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, then it was, and then it would turn into homework. You know, look, you're going to have to put a little extra time in. You, just, you have to learn how to work. 
the intellectual, the last one, um, is a little bit different. They're the ones that want to go to the Ivy League anyway, or something. Yeah. You know, I, I call, I say that there's the Ivy League and what I call the Pat Cassandra League, and I don't know if you know what Pat Cassandra is, but it's like Ivy. It's just not quite the same. So <laughs> okay. that the, was a new one for me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pat Cassandra is, you know, what you see growing around the bottom of trees. You have yeah. a little circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. The Pakistander League is, you know, your Georgetown, your Stanford, you know, your Northwestern, mm-hmm. and, and so on and so forth. So, they the intellectuals want to go there anyway. They're, they yeah. will drive hard in the classroom to get that done. So, I might use that to my advantage in applying it to sports, right? We yeah. might go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the pitfalls that the intellectual runs into is um, the uh, per, the the perfectionism. The high bar that they set for themselves, they're not even sure why, and they get anxious um, about not meeting those goals, uh, that they're not going to get into the school of choice. And one of my uh, clients, um, she really wanted to go to University of Michigan, and although she had gotten into Wake Forest and Wisconsin and Texas and Tulane and all these other really great schools, um, she was crying because she she was worried about Michigan. And I said, look... How are you going to put your dent in this world does not have to go through Michigan. Whether right. you go through Texas, Wisconsin, Wake Forest, or Tulane, you're going to make your dent, however you're going to make it. So let's not worry about Michigan. It's you. You're the one that creates a success, not the school that you go to. Mm. So while I am a bit about grades and, and making sure mm-hmm. we get good grades, I'm really about effort and focus and intentional um, um, energy into the things that you want, not mm-hmm. necessarily – because – Look, I'm teaching kids life skills, but no one's signing up for life skills. <laughs> not, right. not in high school. Yes. So, yes. so it's sort of a roundabout way in using sports as a hook, especially recruiting, to improve their motivation. And whether it be art or music, you know, some other passion that they have, I just don't know enough about those things. Um, that, but that is my, my hook to transfer that, those passions to, to school. Yeah. So I wanted everybody to be encouraged that Chris has got a book so you can get hold of this information. So tell a little bit about The Sport of School. Yeah. So I I wrote The Sport of School um, uh, this past year uh, after doing this for about 10 years because I feel as though I've really found a way to um, change how kids go about school. And it's, you know, almost like this hook that, oh, my God, like almost every client I have improves their grades. And sometimes dramatically, you know, a 2.2 to a 4.0, a 1.8 to a 3.9, you know, a a 2.8 to a 4.1, a 3.4 to a 4.2, which is exponentially more difficult to do when you're starting that high. And so I wrote the book to get the word out to parents and, and teachers and coaches of, you know, this is a hook that we can use to improve motivation. It, it doesn't mean necessarily that it, it'll explain how to do, you know, um, formulas or, you know, or chemistry, yes. right. but how to motivate them to want to do it themselves. Yeah. And that's what, that's what we're after because tutoring is available. They can always yeah. find a tutor if they need it, yeah. but what they need is the, the motivation and the belief in themselves that they can find a way to build on the strengths that are already there. Like you said, they're, 
they're God given things that, that they can build on. Yep. So, and I, I have found that when I'm working with the homeschoolers, so we've all of us in the seven sisters have been advisors to young people in one form or the other. And we have found so very often that we get like the natural talent kids mm-hmm. who, um, they, they want to be, uh, like a scientist or, um, you know, an athlete. So we've had kids that went to the Ivy leagues in sports, but they, they're really good at one area and they're almost as good in the other. And so when they come down to getting shocked by, Oh, I have to work hard. Mm -hmm. That's a new concept. Um, so let's, let's rabbit trail on that one because we have some of those. And then we get a bunch of the spectators too, like they just floating along. So could you give me an example, um, of a natural talent that you've worked with and another spectator that you've worked with? Sure. So another natural talent, excuse me, was, um, he, he took a, uh, a math exam in, in, um, uh, well, he's out West and he got the third highest, um, score in the state for eighth yeah. graders. So he is really smart guy. And he ended up going to Penn and we knew that he had committed to Penn his junior year. And so we knew that when he got to Penn, even though he was really a math genius, we knew that, you know, he, he never studied for any classes in high school. Yes, yes, he yes. Never had to. And you know what? That's okay. You know, if you don't have to, what's the yeah. point? But right. we tried to figure out ways to get him to think a little more about what he was doing. And so one of the examples um, that we did together was, okay, let's think about, you know, the information that you're learning in almost a three-dimensional way, right? So if we look at, I think this is Ellen Langer, uh, she did a study where it was talking about mindfulness and being mindful in class, where Mm -hmm. one group was the control group, the the second group was, uh, well, they were all asked to look at an image and then when it disappears on the computer screen, you hit the space bar. Uh-huh. First group did the worst. Second group was asked to trace the, the image. And the third group was asked to think of that in a three-dimensional way, whatever the shape was, a square or a rectangle, whatever it is. So maybe it's a table or a car or whatever, or how you could use it in real life. And so what we talked about, he and I, was, okay, how do we figure out like math and how do we think about it in a three-dimensional way rather than just following processes? And what he came back to me and said, you know, I like what you're talking about, but I started to do it a little differently. I started to take all my classes and see how they relate to one another. Hmm. And so he goes, I started to see chemistry as formulas, as algebra. Hmm. And I was like, wow, this guy's now he's really starting to think. Mm-hmm. And so that was, you know, it's getting him to think a little more, to put more effort into thinking in concepts uh-huh. rather than just executing on a test, which is, yeah. you know, very easy for the natural talent. Yeah. Um, the natural talent in sports is, you know, going back to that growth mindset. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's put 10 minutes extra into whatever you're doing. Let's just see if mm-hmm. you can do it. So that, that's one thing that you can do as far as the, uh, the spectator. Yes. yes. The spectator, you know, one of my, uh, clients had said, I said, well, where do you want to go to school? He said, I don't know. I said, mm-hmm. okay, well, who do you want to play for? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I said, well, that's why you're not doing anything. And I think he had an 82 average when he came to me. Mm. And we started focusing on and, and really like showing images or visiting colleges and showing images of schools on Google or whatever it is. And, and even if it's like, look at, I use Clemson a lot, for example, you know, the Clemson football game, that, that could be your life. It's a great school. 
you could get a great education, you could have fun, you could, you know, be in the warm weather. And I'm really what I'm doing is I'm giving him images mm-hmm. because he didn't have any. And so once we create the image, then he said, oh boy, yeah, I could do that. I don't know if I want to go that far south. Let's say he's in the Northeast, but I, I see where you're going with this. Well, what about Bucknell or what about Lafayette or what about Lehigh? You know, and, and that school is really good in engineering. Well, I could see myself there. Yeah. And so what I'm doing is I'm creating images that they don't already have. Yeah. And that's the thing with so many teenagers is they don't have any images yet. You know, they just left childhood and they don't have the dreams about what the future could be. So just just starting with some images is a great idea. I just love that. And and I think it was Erickson who said that uh, teens live in ideals, not experience, because they, Mm -hmm. they haven't been on the planet long enough. Yeah. So... I'm trying to give them, quote unquote, experience through mm-hmm. images. Yeah, I love that. Okay, now let's say we've got a bunch of little workhorses. They work, work, work all the time, mm-hmm. um, work hard, but they don't know where they're working towards. So they're exhausted and anxious. So how would you help a workhorse mm-hmm. focus and, and use their energies wisely and set their goals? Well, the, the workhorse won't get anxious. They are the, the kings and queens of process. Ah, uh, gotcha. They understand that lifting matters. They understand being in good shape. They understand hitting the road to have better cardiovascular um, energy. So that is, um, they really respond to playing the sport of school. Uh, mm-hmm. Not necessarily, you know, the title, but the, the idea. Yeah. And the low-hanging fruit is the easy stuff. So homework, participation, any of these grades that are sort of um, relatively easy on the scale of things to, to do mm-hmm. in school, those are things <clears throat> that might add, add up to 50% of your grade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if you can get theoretically 100 on attendance, participation, and homework on 50% of your grade, and now 30% is quizzes, okay, well, let's say if you, you know, if you really worked hard, which we know you can do because that's what you do, it's who you are, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you could get a you know, 90 to 100 on every quiz. Well, now 80% of your grade is a 90 or above. So mm-hmm. how you do on the test is sort of irrelevant in a sense, but if you do that well on all the other stuff, I guarantee you're going to do well on the test. Love it. Love it. Yeah, and it, so what you're doing is, is you're understanding what each kid, where what their style is, and then finding ways to connect where they are now with the future and yeah. giving them some some tools to get there that are very creative. And that's, you know, teens need to be creative. Mm-hmm. I just think that's a, a, a marvelous coaching way to connect with them. Yeah. And, and remember, they love sports. They love the identity as an athlete. Mm-hmm. So it works for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, well, it's, you know, and we hear this all the time, get good grades. Okay. <laughs> you know, study more. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. You, you know, they, they don't get it. But if you say, look, yeah. you want to be an All-American? Yeah, I want to be an All-American. All right, well, what are you going to do to get it? Well, I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll do that. Okay, you willing to do that? Hell, yeah, I'll do that. So because they have that vision, they have that desire. Yeah, beautiful. So, you know, we've got enough to get everybody kind of hungry for more information. So tell everybody more about how to, to find your book and how to connect with Chris Buck. Um, so uh, www.christianbuck.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and there you can find my contact information, my phone number, email. My email, if anyone needs it, is cbuck at christianbuck.com. And um, The Sport of School is on Amazon as well as other places. 
Uh, but Amazon is the place um, most common, you know, the easiest place to find it. Yeah. And we'll put links to all that in the show notes. So do you have any other ideas or, or suggestions that you would give to homeschooling parents for their young athletes or just hardworking students? I think, you know, whether they're at home or at school, but I think at home too, especially like COVID, right? A lot of the kids are homeschooled. If we can get them to do it on their own, half the battle is over. Yeah. And that is the key is finding that golden carrot that they're going to go after rather Mm -hmm. than forcing them to get up every morning and do their homework and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, I would say the other thing about homeschooling is to create some sort of really strong routine and use time management skills to the best of the ability. One of the things that I suggest for, and then let's, let's we'll take it from school and apply it to uh, homeschool, is go to school. If you want to do homework after school, that's great. I could never do that. Um, mm-hmm. But if not, from two o'clock to five o'clock, do whatever you want. Go outside. Mm-hmm. You know, play a sport. Take a nap. Play video games. I don't know what it is, but at five o'clock, that's when school starts. Or homework starts. Mm-hmm. And to define that time, set an alarm. This is when this is when I do homework at five o'clock. So they don't feel guilty from two to five saying, oh, you know, I should be doing homework or, you know, I should be studying because we all need a break. Yes. And that's, you know, often teenagers don't have that internal clock mm-hmm. yet because they're still young. And some of us grownups don't get it very well either. <laughs> right. um, and so to learn how to to schedule oneself, the time management helps take a lot of stress mm-hmm. because it takes the stress out because yeah. the, the schedule's making the decisions for them. And uh, Yes. And, and I actually, um, I, I was working, well, I, I work with a lot of my clients on showing them how to use Google Calendar because they're going to need mm-hmm. it someday anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of my clients was at Harvard and we started to use it so we could find places to take a nap because he was exhausted. Uh, and yeah. we could see Wednesday from 10 to, you know, whatever it was, you know, 11 to 3 was an open spot where he could go and just relax and use yes. that time. We call it active rest. So use yeah. that time wisely. That That is beautiful. So yeah, so there's so many tips that we can get from Chris and his, his sport of school that we can apply just to real life for students, even if they're not big athletes. But the athletes will really benefit also. I tell you what is, is our seven sister, Kim, is going to be so excited when she listens to this because her two daughters were um, college athletes and our, one of them is now studying health psychology and wants to do similar things to what you are doing, Chris. So I, I know they will enjoy listening to this episode. And have her please contact me i'll help wherever i can oh that's great thank you all right kim you heard that okay so thank you chris and i really appreciate your time i know you're a busy guy so really looking forward to hearing more back from you sometime thanks so much all right so this has been the homeschool high school podcast brought to you by seven sisters homeschool.com and the ultimate homeschool podcast network we will talk to you next week 